It's great to have you guys here this morning. We're in a series called On Your Mark, Get Set. Right? We're preparing for a race. It's the same thing that the starter would say as he gets ready to launch the runners at the start of a race. And, and that's where we are. You know, we're headed for this new building and it's just so not about brick and mortar. It is all about the hearts and the lives and the ministry that God is going to be doing in and through each and every one of us as we reach out with the love of Jesus Christ into this area. Amen. That's what we're talking about. Ministry, not a building. Okay. But we are going home and our home is going to afford us an opportunity of doing tons more ministry. And I'm telling you, the race is just beginning. And so let's get prepared. Each week is about preparing. And so two weeks ago, we talked about preparing to serve, preparing to serve. And we, we talked about those right places that God might have called you to. And we remember we handed out the cards and we got like 300 and I think it was 380 some new names of people that are willing to serve. And uh, staff this last week went through those. It took us about seven hours, seven or eight hours to get through every single name and get them into spots and and so if you were one of those guys who put a name down, you will be getting a call here soon uh, and an email. We're going to be connecting with you, looking to try to help get you plugged into the right spot, right place, right time. All right. Excited about what God's got in store for this body as we move forward. And, and so that was preparing to serve. Last week, we were at the Civic Center. And uh, just so you know, I don't know if you noticed the attendance in there, 1,300 last week at the Civic. Uh, that's like a world record for us. Yeah, 1,300 over there. And I know some people are um, adverse to changing. Um, that doesn't bode well for us going into a new building. Good luck for you guys who don't like change. It's changing soon and a lot. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so we had about 1,300 there, and we typically, we're running like in the 14s now coming into this fall. God's doing some huge things as he's stirring people. Hear me on this. It is not about a quantity of disciples. It's not about the number. It's about a quality of discipleship. But as you guys get fired up for Jesus Christ, uh, that's contagious. Like it's hard to keep that down. You know what I'm saying? And God's been doing a great thing through you as you've been truly passionately worshiping him. So this week, prepare, prepare the attitude, Uh, prepare to be positive, prepare to be thankful, prepare to not complain about the wall color. (laughs) Know what I'm saying? We're going into a new building and it's time to not nitpick every little thing or whatever. It's time to say, Lord, I'm stunned with who you are and I'm amazed with what you're doing and prepare the attitude. That's where we're headed today. So we're going to jump into a book, a very short book, the book of Philemon, and we're going to be here for three weeks. Okay. It's just 25 verses. So if you want to turn with me to Philemon, that'd be great. It's right before Hebrews, James, it's one chapter. So it's small. Uh, we got ushers coming forward. They've got Bibles in their hands. So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand and they'll get one to you. All right. Just raise your hand and the ushers will get a Bible to you. Book of Philemon. So let's get a little background before we dive into this book. Uh, it's a book that was written by Paul. It was uh, from a time where he was in prison and he was writing to a guy named Philemon. Duh, right? Well-named book, right? Book named Philemon. He's writing to this guy who lived in Colossae, the city where the church at Colossian, the Colossian church was, right? And so we went through the book of Colossians last year. Colossians and Philemon are directly tied together, okay? You see the same guys referenced in there, some of the same situational things going on. Uh, Philemon lived in Colossae, and in fact, uh, part of, a large part of, maybe even the whole of, we're not sure at this time uh, how much of, but the church at Colossae met in his house, okay? 
And so that's what's going on. And we're writing to Philemon. We're suggesting to him some things going on. That's what Paul's doing. He's sitting down with him to say, there's some things we need to work through. And I'm excited about what God's doing. And by the way, there's a slave that ran away and he stole some things and he wasn't a believer and God's changed his life. May the gospel affect how you treat this man. As I send him back to you. May the gospel affect you. And so that's really the book of Philemon. How do I live a gospel centered life? Okay. So we're going to be jumping in today. We're picking up the attitude, the gospel centered attitude, if you will, of what it looks like. All right. So the first point, first step in having that right attitude is thank those who faithfully follow God. Thank those who faithfully follow God. A church on fire is an encouraging church. You know what I'm saying? A church on fire recognizes who God's working with and you appreciate them and you let them know it and you thank them from the littlest of jobs to the biggest of jobs. Thank you. We appreciate what's going on. Thank those who faithfully follow God. Let's just jump in here. It says, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. So Paul, a prisoner for Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. Uh, note this, Paul did not say, Paul, struggling in prison, I have no idea why I'm here, it's so unfair. Right, right, that's not what Paul's saying. He's like, I'm telling you this, I'm a prisoner, and I love what God is doing as the gospel message is going out, and as I share the truth of who he is, may he be glorified. I'm a prisoner for Christ Jesus. Are you hearing it? Like, there is a positive approach to the situation, and how often do we end up in our struggles, and we're like, yeah, wrestling with this today, right? There's just a way of using our tone of voice. There's a way of choosing words that say, whatever, this stinks. How could this be God's plan? And right, be careful. God's doing things in this world all the time. And I'm not sure what circumstance he's called you to, and I'm not sure what struggle he might have put you in, but I'm telling you this, God's at work. And may we look at our situation and say, I'm a prisoner for Christ Jesus. I'm an employer for Christ Jesus. The company I'm working at, and as strange as it is, and as non-believer as it is, God's got me there for him. I'm an employer for Christ Jesus. I'm a student for Christ Jesus. Like he's working in me, and he's got me where he's got me, that he might move through me. I'm a teacher For Christ Jesus, may he move in the school I'm in. God's rocking the place through me. Hey, whatever you're called to, make sure you recognize it's for Christ Jesus. That's a good spot for an amen. Amen. You know it. May God be glorified as we take a step. It says, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother. Our brother. You know, we use this term brother and sister a lot, right? And uh, it started in biblical times. Paul was using it. But just so you know, that wasn't common. That was like this new thing. And Paul was making it clear. I'm telling you, we have been very ethnically oriented up until now. But a relationship with the king of the universe, a saving faith, it's like he's family. And it was a new word for them. And people are like, really? Brother? 
Seriously, are we sure we want to take it to that level? Oh yeah, and then some. Hey, we talk about family and that blood lineage. Hey, that lasts as long as we're on earth kind of family. But we're talking about eternity of family. Brother. It's a term that we need to make sure we don't ever get tired of seeing and hearing. That those around you that trust in Christ are family. We have one big family gathering every Sunday. And all of our strange cousins are with us, right? I mean, that's what it's about is we gather together with friends and family and we worship together and may God be glorified as we recognize each other in the same boat, trusting in Jesus Christ as our savior. And may you be in that spot in this church. And if you haven't trusted in Christ as your savior, man, today's the day and now's the time. Do not wait. Make him your Lord. Join the family of Jesus Christ for an eternity. Prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother. So we have two authors and they're writing to, it says to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker. Philemon, you know, his name comes from the Greek word phileo. It, it, it means brotherly love. So literally his word is loving one. Uh, we'll find that to be slightly ironic as we move through the rest of Philemon over the next couple of weeks. But his, his name means loving one, one who loves well. Uh, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker. Beloved, like we're endeared to you, man. We care about you and fellow worker because side by side for the kingdom for eternity that God might be glorified. I love what you're doing, Philemon, and I'm right there with you that God might get the honor and the glory. Fellow worker. We're locked arm in arm. Paul is taking time to thank the people around him. And specifically write a letter to the people around him and let them know how much they mean to him. Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister. Remember, we talked about the family terms. And so, yes, women of God. Yes, men of God. We all lock arms together. We worship together. We serve together. We see God's kingdom furthered together. And can you imagine having your name written in the scriptures? Would that not be cool? How about this guy? And Archippus, our fellow soldier. Archippus, he's not just mentioned here where he's got the the name fellow soldier. How cool is that, right? Like he gets to be labeled as this dude who is battling it out for Christ in the war for his kingdom. And, but he's also in Colossians 4, 17. So he got mentioned twice. Uh, Paul dropped his name there twice. The first time with a little bit of heat. Paul's like, hey, Archippus, make sure you faithfully follow through on the ministry we've given you, right? And and I think it kind of comes down to this. Hey, Archippus, we talked about this, man. Like, like, remember when I laid my hands on you and we had all the people praying for you and we've launched you into ministry and remember that ministry we had you going for? Do not fail me now, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, Archippus, be faithful to that ministry we called you to. I know it's a big one and I know it's a scary one. You be faithful. And this letter coming through, he's like, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier. Are you hearing it? Like he's bringing it, he's doing it, he's following through. He's an unbelievable soldier for Jesus Christ. You know, I just want to say this on the side. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, we use terms that are are very strong, very masculine. Uh, I brought this up a couple times before, but you know, things like, may God rock your world. May you meet him this week and may he stun you with who he is. Do you hear those words? All right. And there's a reason for it because it fires up guys. Do you hear me? 
It's important. Like there's lots of ways to talk and there's lots of language to use. And, and quite frankly, there's a lot of different ways where ladies, you get fired up about Jesus Christ. You're excited about relationship with them and you fire up quickly and easily on relationship with them. And honestly, if we started talking about our, our soft, tender times with Jesus, uh, we want that to happen, but I'm telling you using that language, guys are like, Oh my word, what am I doing here? And so, but it's the same way of putting it. Like, I want you to be stunned with the greatness and the glory and the grandeur of the almighty God this week as you meet with him face to face. Are you hearing it? There's a strength that you can use in talking about it. You don't have to lose your masculinity to follow God almighty. Uh, All of God's people say, yeah, you know what? He's really just simply saying this. He's saying, Hey, we are soldiers for the king. We are fighting for his cause. We have a kingdom to be rallying for. And our almighty God, he deserves everything we can give. An archipus, fellow soldier in the war. Way to go, brother. You lift it for the king. And all of God's men say, Amen. that's what I'm talking about. Get fired up about the scripture. Get fired up about the terms used. Paul and David and man, they use some power words to keep us on with what God's doing in this kingdom. To Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. And the church in your house. Philemon had a church in his house. And hey, church means called out ones, okay? And so two can be a church. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the size. It's about the passion and the called outness and the dedicatedness to him. But I'm telling you, this was the church at Colossae. And it was colossal. You know what I'm saying? Like this was a big house and a big church. Philemon financially had it going on. And uh, so they were meeting in a rather large house. And they were enjoying meeting in this house. And Philemon was the host of this. And uh, Paul wrote to the people that met at his house. That's how big Philemon's house was. You know what I'm saying? So Paul thanking the people that are going after it. In Colossae, and he says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from our God, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, thank you for what you're doing. May God bless you mightily for all that's going on. I just rephrased it this way. May God be with you, for you, and about you as you are all about Him. May God be with you, for you, and about you as you are all about him Paul taking some time to thank people that are actually making a difference for the kingdom make sure you're doing that in your life Uh, make sure you're not just looking for the things that are broken or the time where you can speak up where something's wrong but you're actually looking for a way to make a difference by encouraging and challenging those around you appreciating them for what they do a thank you can go a long way in giving a hard fellow soldier and worker uh, energy for tomorrow and working for the kingdom. You know, I'm just going to be real practical here. All right. So I need everybody to hear me on this. Look up here. Uh, it's easy to get soft. It's easy to get soft. And I just want you to know, as we set up and tear down each week, as we are a rental church, it's easy to look at this every time you come in and go, man, it must take a lot of work to get this thing put together and taken down. 
these guys must be working hard and I'd like to join that team and help them work hard. And we sort of rally together in it, right? And then we get to a building and you're like, it's already there. Like what has to be worked on so hard? And why don't we just, and all of a sudden a softness starts creeping in. Be careful. Don't let that happen to this body. Okay. A a toughness. Hey, we're fellow soldiers for the cause. And I'm telling you, as we move into the building, the work doesn't reduce. The work increases. Are you hearing me? The work doesn't reduce, the work increases. And, and so there may be a little less of a type of setup going on, but we need 40 to 50 parkers getting cars into place and getting cars out of there in a healthy fashion. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be work of all kinds. And I'm telling you, we need to rally as a team seeing God's work and God's kingdom being furthered. Let's not get soft. Uh, real example. So uh, I was on staff at Harvest Naperville, and uh, for eight years we were renting, and man, did we have hard teams and loving teams, and they were working it for the kingdom, and it was awesome to see, and we moved into a building together and saw some great growth there as a church, and um, it was about a, a year after that, we ended up coming down here as a senior pastor and taking on here, and so we were here for about nine months preaching and loving what God was doing and being a part of this body. I went back up there to preach over the summer. And I was talking to a couple of the pastors and deacons and, and, uh, said, so how's it going and good things going on? And then we started joking around and, and, uh, one of the guys said, um, it's getting a little soft, uh, just for the moment, getting a little soft. We're going to be firing it up again this summer and, and into the fall. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, can you believe this? And he gave me a name of a guy. He had been on the setup team for like six years, setup team every week, things coming out of his trunk and his car and anywhere else he could find things coming out and being set up and torn down. He was wheeling a cart down the hallway with a projector on it. He's wheeling a cart down the hallway and he walks past his deacon and he goes, we shouldn't have to have the wheeling thing. We should be able to have a projector in every room now that we have a building. What's with this? As he's pushing this little projector, the deacon stop. he goes, hey, dude, you did six years of setup. And he goes, yeah, but we're in a building now. Are you hearing it? He said, wrong attitude. I need you to start considering this. Now that we're in a building, how much more should we be doing for the kingdom? Brother, be wheeling that projector with a smile. You don't have to schlep the rest of the equipment. You know what I'm saying? Let's think about it in a positive, opportunistic way. And hey, we're being good stewards of what we can. And we'll put what we can where we can. And, and where we can't, we're going to be load sharing and sharing rooms. And, and to God be the glory. Amen. And, and Lord willing, we're never going to be kicked out to go to Civic Center. Uh, something weird happened if that one happened. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's just keep positive in it and, and positive meaning thankful and appreciative and looking around for who God's working in and what he's doing and where you can come alongside and question, looking for a real answer. Are you ready to be positive? Are you ready to say uh, not going to get soft on my watch. It's time to say, Lord, may you be lifted up in this place. Not on my watch. Thankful with beyond belief. Appreciative everywhere. Love the paint colors. 
I'm telling you, there's thousands upon thousands of decisions going in. And every day these decisions are being made. You have no clue what's going on in those decisions. And, and quite frankly, a lot of times I don't even have some clues of the decisions going on. It's amazing what has to go on behind the scenes to make some things happen. And as we get through some of these decisions, just appreciate what God's been doing. And let's run into this building to do ministry that the glory of Jesus Christ might be lifted up. And all of God's soldiers say, Amen. and that's what we're talking about. All right. So first is being thankful, being thankful, simple, practical application. Think of one person you can thank this week. One person. They've been doing something huge in this church, in your life that you could come alongside and thank and go after that. Make this a frenzy of thank yous this week. All right. As you Think about that person. Get a name even now. And then let's go after him. All right. Number two, don't just thank people. Thank God for the changed hearts and lives in our church. Thank God for the changed hearts and lives in our church. We're not just going after people. It's all about God at the center of it. All right. So notice he starts out verse four. I thank my God. Not very creative, right? Thank God. That's what it's all about, okay? Make sure that's right at the center of it. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and all the saints. I thank my God because of you. I'm in awe of what God's doing in your lives. I'm in awe of what he's doing in this place. I thank my God because of his work in your heart and life. Hey, when somebody's life is changing, take time to praise God with all you've got. A thankful spirit is at the center of joy. A thankful spirit, a positive spirit, Philippians 4, 8, right? Walking through, thinking through everything that's true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. Be thinking about those things. It's easy to think about the little things that bother you and the stuff that upset you. And be careful, a critical mind and a critical heart quickly lead to a critical person and a critical spirit tearing down God's ministry, not building it up. Be careful. May God be glorified. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers. Is it because they were perfect? Seriously, do you think Paul is sitting in prison and he remembers the people at Colossae and he's like, I can't think of one thing they ever did wrong. I'm just purely thankful. That's all it is. Paul is wrestling with and trying to be as positive as he can. Lord, I appreciate that you have called these people to your kingdom. May you get the glory and train them and shape them where they need to grow. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in their lives. Thank God for what he's doing in the changed hearts. Notice he says, why do I thank God? Because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. Because I hear of your love and your faith. When God touches a soul, love and faith are the result. When God touches a soul, love and faith are the result. This is the outcropping of God at work. I see love and I see faith, right? First John 4, if you truly love God, I'm telling you, you will be loving others. And if I'm not seeing the love of others, I'm wondering what's really going on. Because when God touches, it spills over to the streets. Your love and your faith, they're phenomenal. But notice, who are your love and faith towards? Your love and faith are toward Jesus Christ, 
right? See that first and foremost? Jesus Christ. And just a little side note, notice Paul pretty much never says the name Jesus alone. He seems to always attach a title to him. Lord Jesus, in this case. Like, you have it all. It's all under you. Christ Jesus, right? That's what we're talking about. Reflecting on Jesus as your king. And Lord Jesus, first and foremost. That's what we call vertical worship. Like, we talked about this for the last year here. Make sure that it's all about him, first and foremost. God, may you be lifted up. I'm going after you worshiped in my life. May you be loved and appreciated in my life more than ever before. God first. And watch him fill you up. And then it spills to the streets, to the others around you. It says, Lord Jesus, and then for all the saints. And then for all the saints. Notice that it does not say, and then for some of the saints. And then for those saints that you believe are beautiful people. And then for those saints who you like to hang around with because they're really fun to be with. Right? He's not saying that for all the saints. Be careful. The church should be the last place you find clicks. Good spot for an amen. amen. Right? Man, may we be reaching out. Hey, it's one thing to have friends and relationship, and I get that. And, well, I can't really have, you know, friendships with 5,000 people, so I'm going to try to have friends with, and I care for these people around me. And I get that, okay? And so reaching into certain communities makes sense, but be careful if the only place you reach into is the town you grew up in, you're probably actually following a bigotry, and you don't even know it. Be careful if the only people you know are people who are educated like you or who live like you. If the only people you care for are people that seem to look like you, laugh like you, and do like you, you're missing something. There is a broad base of people here from all types of communities, and God has blessed us with a richness in this community. May we love all the saints. That's a sign of God touching this community. Love all the saints. Uh, How many of the saints? Look out for that. Make sure you're reaching out to anyone you don't know, that you're shaking a hand, you're getting to know them. May God get the greater glory as we love all the saints. Notice he says, and I pray that the sharing of your faith may become efficient for the full or effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. Hey, share effectively. May God's name and may Christ's name go out in this great place. Share effectively. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. If we do our job, three words we should see in this place, joy, comfort, refreshment, joy, comfort, and refreshment. Man, that's what we need to be going after. Positive attitude, caring for one another, loving each other, joy, comfort. And refreshment that God might get the greater glory. Now I can tell you this, uh, you guys have been doing a phenomenal job of this. And I just want to thank you for it. How appropriate considering today's being thankful. I just want to lift you up. What you are doing in this place, what you are allowing God to do through you is huge. And you have made this a great place to be working and a great place to be a part of. Love being a part of this body. Love seeing your love for others. Love seeing your faith in Jesus Christ. Love seeing you grow in him with all you've got. And yet there's still more to come. There's more challenges to take on. 
May we recognize that and be moving forward in it. I just wrote down a few words that I think of when I think of this body. Growing. Deep. That's what I'm talking about. Maturity. On fire. Passionate. Maturing. Excited. White hot. Contagious. And I'm just telling you, when you are white hot and contagious and excited and, hey, that draws people. That's what's going on. People are looking around and they're going, I'm not sure what's taking place over there, but something different is happening and I want to be a part of it. And because of you and your being real, God's moving in this place. May we gather together and continue forward like we're doing now times 10 as we're moving into the building. God, may you get the glory as everyone everywhere is reached out to and loved. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. May we show it to those around us. You know, this past week, we, uh, well, we had a pretty tough week. Uh, you know, we lost a very dear brother and a very dear friend and family member in this church body. Uh, Jason Steen, 49 years old, uh, worked the worship table back there. He was a guy who ran our our slides up here and led you in worship. You didn't even know it. And uh, if you look back, he was a guy whose hands were always like this. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like he's worshiping with all he's got and slide, slide, right? He's keeping you right locked in. And, and Jason uh, passed away this week. The Lord called him home. And uh, we had a, a funeral this week. But I'm telling you, this body rallied around this family this week in phenomenal ways. Uh, and we're not done. Like, it's not just one week. It's months and years of being together with this family and caring for him. Uh, his wife, his kids, his grandkids, they attend this church. And uh, may we reach out and care for them with all we've got. I'm telling you this, though. You unleashed love like never before. And uh, I had three or four families come up to me and uh, say at the end of it, you know, we're checking out Harvest. Like, I'm telling you, I was blown away. By the number of people that reached out and cared this week. And every one of them had such a deep joy and sincerity in who they were. God working through you. May this place be glorified as we lift his name on high. Hey, don't lift our name on high. Okay. There's places to make clear who we are so that people like know where to go. You know what I'm saying? Like there's practical to the name. But may God be the name that's lifted up. May he be center stage. May we thank him with all we have. For who he is and the changes he's making in our life. God at work in you. And then as you are worked on, you spill to the streets with a contagious love that draws worshipers to Jesus Christ. That's the plan we're after. All right? All right. So let's make sure we thank him with all we've got. Let's make sure that God is glorified, that his Holy Spirit is working. Let's make sure that truly we are a church on fire and contagious. So two steps for you in doing this. Uh, we're talking to the nine o'clock, so I have a nine o'clock request. Hey, take a look around for a second. Just look behind you, look around. Go ahead and do it. Uh, a little crowded? Yeah. I appreciate the nine o'clock being in here. You guys are on fire. I love it. We've got an 11 o'clock on fire. Things are going great. Both services doing well. Here's my request. If you can move from nine to 11 with us and help us continue to keep 11 fired up and going and, and uh, keep those chairs filling, there's uh, not enough chairs in here to even pick up visitors now. And let's make some room in here so the visitors can have a spot to drop in. Last thing we want is they come in and they're like, I don't know where to go. 
I guess I'm leaving. You know what I'm saying? Let's make some room. And so if you could lovingly, hear me, thinking of what God is doing for him and his kingdom. And if you've got some kids and, and you can bring your family over to the 11, that's a huge help because we've got it packed out in the kids realm as well. And if we could move some families to 11, that would be great. Serve the nine and 10, the 11. It would work well, okay? We've already had about 30 or so that have committed to it. We're continuing to look for a chunk more, and we'd love for you to join us at the 11 o'clock starting next week, okay? Like, we're on Labor Day weekend. This is about it, man. After this, it starts to get real. Everybody's home, school's on, and it just starts packing in a little tighter. So let's make some space in the 9 o'clock, see what we can do, all right? Look forward to seeing you guys at 11 o'clock next week. If the 11 has 1,000 people, we did something wrong. Okay. Listen to God, let him stir you, all right? So that's the first one. Second one, how can we be thankful? How do we lift him up? Um, Well, I'm going to ask you to do something very simple. We have printed up t-shirts that say, uh, Grand opening, harvest is going home, okay? And uh, these t-shirts will cost uh, zero. We want it in your hand, and we want it in your hand today, okay? And your job is to represent and represent well. Uh, please have a good attitude while you're wearing these shirts. <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's important. It's kind of like the whole rule of the fish on your car thing, too. You know what I'm saying? All right, represent well, okay? But hey, this shirt, it's got some cool stuff on it, front and back. We want to make sure everybody gets one by the end of the service, so we've got a plan for it. I'll tell you how to do that after we're done worshiping, all right? I'll tell you at the end. But uh, I want to make sure we get one in everybody's hands. What am I supposed to do with this? Well, number one, uh, obviously, wear it would be a good plan. Putting this in your drawer doesn't really help that much, all right? So, hey, we've got a Marigold Festival this weekend. We've got the Pumpkin Festival the weekend after. We've got a Pumpkin Festival parade that weekend. We've got uh, soccer games and softball games. We've got playoff games going on and represent. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, can you imagine you walk into the Marigold Festival or the Pumpkin Festival and you got like 500 of these bad boys walking around and everybody's talking to each other and high-fiving each other and represent, okay? Let's make sure that God is glorified as we put this thing on and we're ready to answer just some few basic questions, all right? You need to be able to answer some questions. If they're like, what's that all about? And you're like, I have no idea they gave it to me. (laughs) That's really a bad plan, all right? So here's what we need you to do. First question, what's going on? You're like, who? Hey, this is for Harvest Bible Chapel Peoria, all right? It's very simple. Harvest Bible Chapel Peoria. Um, Just making sure you're getting the church name down, know where you're at today, right? Who? And uh, so what? A grand opening. You would not believe how many people think we don't meet at all right now. And they think that we're going to start meeting when we open up that building over there. Do they get church? They, they so don't understand what's going on. So it's important for you to say, we're meeting right now at Embassy Suites, but I'm telling you, in whatever, a handful of weeks, couple months, notice it says November 2012, not committed to the date yet. We believe it's going to be the first week, okay? But uh, we want to be careful. So right now, these t-shirts are just representing getting people towards November. It's a couple months out. doesn't matter if you told them the day anyway, they're going to forget it. So it's in November, all right? That's where we're headed, all right? And so it's just what? Grand opening. When? November. And we're excited about it. And uh, is there anything else we need to know? Well, yeah. Pinecrest in 74. Just a quick statement. We're at Pinecrest in 74. That's probably the easiest way we found to describe it. As soon as you start going two streets down and this over and that over, oh, their mind goes. 
that says Pinecrest in 74. Okay, that's where we're at. And your job, wear this as often as you can. We recommend washings (laughs) and good attitudes. Okay, we're excited about it. We want to make sure we get a t-shirt in your hands. We got small, medium, large, extra large, double, extra large. We got all the array over here and uh, everybody gets a shirt at the end. As we're going out, we're just going to be headed that way and everybody gets a t-shirt. Okay, that's why we knocked the wall down and put an extra quarter ballroom in here. All right. So I'm going to tell you more about how to do that in just a little bit. Our job is simply this. Get ready. We need to be lifting high the name of Jesus Christ. Get ready. We need to be worshiping him and representing him in attitude as we're thankful and positive and appreciative and recognizing everything he's doing in this place. Get ready. We serve an amazing king. And all of God's people said, that's what we're talking about. Let's pray.